we are walking unguided but together as long-standing and new friends of the teachings articulated by Jiddu Krishnamurti, discovering meaning in perhaps the greatest book of all, the book of oneself. Through our Heart of Hearts podcast, we facilitate this by sharing first-hand observations and impressions of living in the world today. Join the conversation on our Facebook group, where we also share timeless pieces from Krishna Ji's life work, around which we have earnest discussions about self-understanding and society, and see whether perhaps truth and beauty really abide in one's heart of hearts. In this third episode, we talk about work and how one is approaching it. Can we talk for a few minutes about work? Work is inevitable. We need to work in this world. Rarely does it happen that someone doesn't have to work for a living. To have enough money to have food, clothing, and shelter. Even for these basic matters, one must work. Obviously, we all do it. So, work is in this society, in this world we live in, is a must. if one doesn't work one will not simply be able to eat sleep and live a basic healthy life depending on country on the country where one lives the government might take care of you a little bit if you are not working and provide you with some basic needs. In other countries around the world, unfortunately, this basic need is not provided by governments. So if one is not working, one is really literally left on the street with no food, no shelter, no clothing until somebody comes along and helps. So one must work. Now, 
Work is, is more than that, isn't it? Is work is more than providing basic needs. Work is something that takes up most of our day. Morning till evening, one is working. Most of us, at least, who are working full-time to pay for rent, food, recreation, etc. Some are working part-time, some work a few hours during the day, and the vast majority are working the entire day. So once the majority of one's waking hours are spent at work, working. So work is a very significant thing if, if only looked at from this basic perspective. And work is very, very interesting because if one notices oneself at work, a great deal is revealed about one. There's so many interactions at work with one's boss, with one's colleagues, peers. And the effect of work, work not only affects one during working hours, but apparently also after working hours. So after finishing work, One is still affected by it. Isn't that so? With whatever little time remaining in the day or night, one continues with one's activities towards one's family, to finish certain tasks, etc. And if one notices oneself after work interacting with people, husband and wife, partner, family, brother, sister, etc., one can notice the effect of work in that interaction. Is that not so? Most of us are stressed after work, during work, of course. But also after work, we are stressed. And from that stressful state, we interact, we talk, we try to relate, we try to care, we try to give attention to others. in those few hours after work. And then the next day happens and it's all over again. One spends eight or nine hours or whatever it is, working, working, working. Until the end of the day comes. And if one notices oneself at work, how one is interacting with people, with colleagues, with customers, with so on and so forth, 
if one looks closely, one would notice how ambitious one is. Many of us are trying to go someplace through work, at work, get promoted, get more money, become somebody else, become somebody. More respect, more security, better living, better material things. It seems to take up one's mind a lot, really. And at the end of the day, most of us, or many of us at least, have that feeling of not being fulfilled. Even with money, security, better living conditions, better houses, better cars, there seems to be a lack of fulfillment, a certain emptiness, a void. And we try to fill that void in various ways, in various people. Don't we? Don't we try to fill that void with our partners, demanding, expecting great deal from them? expecting them to close that void or at least partly close that void make it feel better and so pleasure they need uh, to be attended to taken care of, expecting it. And when one doesn't get it, there is the frustration, disappointment, which brings more lack of fulfillment, which brings more sorrow, more stress, And so the struggle continues, the struggle expands, grows bigger. The travail of life. Not only one has to work hard during the day, run after material things, not care during the day, not provide care, not have that sense of love during the day. Not only one has to go through that hardship, or not only one goes through that hardship, but also comes back home to endure more hardship.
and at, at the end of it all one really becomes miserable after year upon year growing older there seems to be misery prevailing there seems to be bitterness permeating one's life isn't that so there seems to be a, a I don't know if you've noticed this in, in oneself <clears throat> but one tends to be tough tougher year after year impatient intolerable not able to attend to something wholeheartedly not able to give one's whole self and whole being to something and so at the end of it all there is this mediocrity happening isn't there somehow we end up leading mediocre lives and we have no clue how we got there in the first place and from there we continue the circus we seek various remedies having not being fulfilled inside the house we seek it outside we seek sexual relationships outside we we indulge in various forms of entertainment we take up hobbies we seek self-help books gurus we join classes we do all these activities all of which we are trying to achieve something either trying to become better happier less stressful isn't that all really merely a running away from the central issue a running away from something which one is not able to have a grip on not able to understand and so run off in various directions never settling down really deeply settling down but always anxiously neurotically going off in different directions requiring and needing more and more vacations going to traveling to various countries to relax and year upon year 
try to travel farther away. The more the travail continues, the farther away we would like to travel and seek various experiences, exotic experiences. And we call it work-life balance, don't we? We call it balance. We seek balance. We are, we are told, educated to seek balance in life. Isn't that so? And so we never question it really. What is it to have balance, to lead a balanced life? I wonder if we've ever put aside everything that has been said about how one should lead one's life. I wonder if we have ever discovered for oneself firsthand what it means to have a balanced life. So, at the end of it all, having worked for great many years, endlessly, robotically, dispassionately, and after being unfulfilled, disappointed, year upon year, We, with that mentality, with that mindset, we inquire into, or at least we say that we would like to change what we do or seek a better career. Only to continue, essentially continue the circus as it is, with very little change, with very little meaning, with very little fulfillment. One may have temporary fulfillment for a period of time. One may have temporary excitement, a turning a temporary turning away from one's ugly life but sooner or later this excitement fades and one finds oneself seeking new forms of excitement year upon year this circus continues does it not right through old age right through the very end really and we call that living and we raise our children based on that i don't know if we really question whether this is living at all really deeply in oneself putting aside everything that has been said about this topic but simply having noticed this way of living which most of us are leading 
And if one really looks around, or rather one really looks within, one is inevit- one will inevit- inevitably see how we are really very similar in this, how we are very similar in leading the same miserable life. Some may look more decorated than others, better cars than others, more money, better clothing, but deeply underneath, not even that deep, even superficially, underneath those clothes, those cars, those nice things, those decorations. One, one would find that we are all really leading similar miserable lives. So one wonders if we have ever really, out of that noticing, ever questioned whether this is the only way of living, whether there is a possibility for something else, really something very different than this, or must it always be as so? Because our ancestors lived this way and we are living this way and others are living this way. Must it always be so? I wonder if one is able to at one point stand alone, really stand alone and question this right through the core. And not be satisfied with silly answers or justifications not be satisfied or notice how one usually escapes from this question when facing such question how one escapes and immediately feels the need to soothe oneself soothe one's sentiments never really going back to questioning it deeply alone to really find out and so with this mentality with this suffering we come and look at career with this lens We look at work, we try to change our working conditions. One feels really this is a, a tragic, again, tragic waste of time, a really, a real pity. Because one feels Not that there is something more, but that there's really a wholly different way of living. In this society, not outside of it, not 
somewhere in the jungle. But right here, in the, right in the center of it, in the center of this misery, in the center of this miserable world, this decaying world, and it is decaying, is it not? Or is this statement a inaccurate? An exaggeration. Is it an exaggeration to say that the world we are living is a decaying world? One feels it is so, and one thinks it's really fairly obvious to see this, especially in the times we are living. We have made a real mess of this world, have we not? We will talk about it at some point, for sure. But for the time being, one feels that there is a possibility for one to live a wholly different life right in the center of this miserable world. How have, we, how have we approached work? Isn't it that we have divided our life into work life and personal lives? Haven't we done this? Haven't we created this division in, in our lives? as if work is something different than one's personal life. As if there were a barrier between both. We have done this, have we not? Nobody has forced us to do it. We have been doing it and we continue to do it. Have we noticed this division? and the significance of this division or we have not really paid attention to it paid any given any regard to this to such division is that so because if one has noticed this in one's life one would see that this division surely is bringing conflict in one's life. This division where one is leading two different lives, maybe more, There's the sexual life also. So more than two lives, at least. What we call sexual life, etc. So we have broken living into parts. 
isn't this how we have approached life and approached work surely this is what is being done right through the world and one feels that this division which one is doing is creating conflict isn't it so isn't one conflicted at the end of the day one goes to work is ruthless competitive aggressive really so comes back home to love to care for one for one's family opens the news sees watches the news talking about some war in some distant country switches the channel look at one's family is grateful that one's family is protected and thinks that this is love goes back the next day to work and continues the aggression this is our daily life there's no question about it this is not something that one has read somewhere this is the book of one's life one is sure this is uh, this is so for many of us and so this fragmented living is bringing conflict because one is never able to understand the various parts one is constantly jumping from one part to the other never really with no sense of of understanding isn't isn't that so and so there is really no chance for this conflict to subside obviously as one, as one as one continues to lead this fragmented living there is no way to at- attach or attach those different parts together so that there is no conflict it cannot be so see it for yourself see for yourself that even when one leads a so-called balanced work life please notice the continued conflict how conflict is still lurking around the corner in certain parts of one's life notice it isn't that so
there is still that void, sense of void somewhere. There is still that sense of lack of fulfillment somewhere. Or there is a, a fulfillment, an exaggerated sense of fulfillment in others or in things, hobbies, collecting things, controlling one's family, etc., etc. One really <clears throat> should look at one's own self and see the truth of this in one's living not observe others for that's a waste of time so uh, this is how we approach living one feels this is how we approach sorry uh, work having fragmented work removed it from its place put it as a part of one's life and at work being aggressive competitive we ask what is it to work one really feels that it doesn't really matter what one is doing for a living one can be cleaning shoes or doing anything else really as long as one is doing it wholeheartedly paying very close attention not only to the work being done but to the worker himself. One feels this is of great importance that to approach work is something that cannot happen without understanding the worker himself. When there is that understanding of the worker do what one may that is right occupation isn't that so see for yourself that as long as one is as long as there is this lack of understanding of the worker, the nature of the worker, there can never be a real inquiry into work and occupation. Not only we fragment work as a separate part of one's life but we have also divided work 
from the worker. Isn't that so? There is the output, the work that one is doing during the day, whether that is selling a product, a service, designing a nice painting, etc. And then there is the worker, which is another thing apparently, or so we say. And we like to divide these two, don't we? We say, don't take things personal at work. Divide the two. So, one really feels that only when there is an understanding of the worker himself can there be a clarity into what right occupation is. Because one can be really cleaning a shoe, yet still, for one, the whole world has changed. And so one is, there is joy in one's heart. And there is that calmness. And so there is that attention to what one is doing. And there is, there can be no place for want to be competitive when there is joy. There can be no place for aggression. There can be no place for lack of care and inattention as long as there is that joy in one's heart. So unless there is joy in the heart of the worker, do what one will. There is always that sense of utter confusion in one's life, that sense of conflict and misery and lack of fulfillment in one's life and the endless pursuit of pleasure and fulfillment in various forms, various people. So please, if one may suggest, inquire into the worker, the nature of the worker. For in the nature of the worker himself lies right occupation.